we begin, I want to tell you a little bit about these individuals. You're going to learn a whole lot more as they speak to us today at our luncheon through a video, but some have been asking, well, how old are these folks? Well, I'm fixing to tell you, from oldest to youngest, Louise Peace leads the pack as the oldest at 96 years old. Here's what I would like for you to do. If you are here this morning, if you want to stand, I know you're capable of it. I would love for you to, but if it's more comfortable for you just to raise your hand, you can do that, okay? So uh, Louise was not able to be with us. Is that right, Richard? Okay. Y'all continue to keep Louise in your prayers. We had a great talk with her a few weeks ago, but uh, just health difficulties. She's just not able to be here, but uh, just continue to keep Louise in your prayers. Naomi Bassett is four days younger than Louise <laughs> at 96 years old. Naomi, just keep standing if you can. Coming in third at 96 years old is Ozella Lilly. <laughs> Sitting right over here at 95 years old is Dorothy Hamill. <laughs> Evelyn Perry is next at 93. Johnny Hauser. Johnny, you don't have to stand. Just wave to us. You're already sitting down on your scooter back there. Johnny's 93 years old. Elizabeth Shue is 92. She could not be with us today uh, either, so I ask that you keep, keep her in your prayers as well. Next was Wanda McFadden at 91. Gerald Doty, so glad he could be with us today at 90 years old. Gerald, please stand. Also 90 is our sweet Peggy Wright. Bill Jones is 90 years old. Where is Bill? Right there. Sarah Smith is only 89, but we let her slide into this group because she's going to turn 90 in October. So, Sarah, please stand. Now, while they're standing, church, here's what I want us to do. I want us to stand, and I want you to face one or more of the 90 and above and we're going to sing We Love You with the Love of the Lord to this group, okay? Let's stand and face these. We love you with the love of the Lord. We love you with the love of the Lord. We see in you the glory of our King, and we love you with the love of the Lord. We love you with the love of the Lord. We love you with the love of the Lord. We see in you 
the glory of our King, and we love you with the love of the Lord. You might be seated. So for several, for a while now, this conversation goes back several years. Jay Spencer and I, on several occasions, we talked about how, you know, typically what we do is we celebrate and honor folks when they pass away. And we thought, you know, we really need to do that while they're with us and let them know how much we really love them. And so Jay and I have talked about that, planted some seeds for a while, and then about a month ago, Dorothy Pierce stopped by the building and brought some food up like she always does. She's so faithful to do that. And she was talking to Kim Hanley and myself, and we were just talking about all those in our church that are 90 and above, and just one thing led to another, and Dorothy just kind of spurred us on, and so when she left, Kim and I started talking about it, looked at the calendar, and said, okay, we're going to make this happen. We're going to do it the next fifth Sunday, which is today. And I want to tell you something. Kim Hanley has put hours and hours and hours in to our video that you're going to see today. I don't even know what time she left up here last night, but I know that she has put a lot of time and effort into this, so she would not want me to tell you this, but please tell her thank you, give her a hug and a high five and everything else uh, to let her know that. So this month, Kim and I have gone and we've interviewed these 12. We had a series of questions that we asked them about their life. We started off pretty easy. Where were you born and raised? And then we wanted to know a favorite childhood memory. And then we just kind of went from there and they started talking. I mean, like you would not believe. And you're going to see that in a few minutes. Story after story after story Stories about their faith, stories about their growing up years. I mean, folks, listen, these are people who grew up most of their life without a TV. And I'm looking at folks now, how many TVs do we average in our home? Okay, a bunch, right? They had zero. And so... I said, hey, what was it like? Do you remember when you got the first TV? Well, yeah. You know, and so they told stories about that. You're going to see that later. And they talked about how life was hard 90 plus years ago. But you know how they made it? By faith. They lived it one day at a time. And I heard stories over the past month that to some of us we could have heard it and said, man, I think I would have just given up. But instead, they were taught in this generation what they teach us that's so wonderful is you don't ever give up. You persevere. And you just keep on going. And you keep on climbing those mountains even when you're in the valleys. You just find a way to keep going. And they've told stories about how they came to know the Lord. They've shared with us not only their favorite songs, they shared 
their favorite scripture that I asked them about. Because I wanted us as a church to hear what scripture from God's word has made these 90 people, these 90 year olds continue to live on. And I've heard stories about the way they've connected with God, connected with one another. I've heard stories about, we talk about spiritual disciplines today. I know that's kind of a new phrase, but let me tell you, two spiritual disciplines that we should all be engaged in every day, scripture reading and prayer. You're looking at 12 that have lived their life doing that. Praying daily, reading God's word, and allowing God to be the central part of who they are. That's how they survived. That's how they made it. And to know our sweet Peggy Wright years ago, her and her husband as he served as an elder in, at the Bear Valley Church up in Colorado, and as students, preaching students would go through there to hear Peggy tell stories about how her and her husband would adopt a couple and for two years, they would kind of keep track of them and see how they're doing and pray for them. And so to know that a sweet lady like this had an impact on ministers that are serving right now across our country, it took somebody like a Peggy Wright to say, you know what, I believe in you. And not only do I believe in you, but I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to help nurture your faith. You see, these 12 have shown us that it's not just about themselves, but they have invested their life into other people. They have mentored not just one, not just two, but countless people. And they don't do that. They haven't done that for one day for a preacher to stand up and say, way to go. They did that because they knew in their DNA, they knew that's what faith is all about. That's what faith in serving a risen Savior looks like. It's not a selfishness. It's not something that's all about us, but it's something that's all about God. And you know what's been so refreshing this month? To have conversations with these brothers and sisters and to walk away and say wow to walk away and to be encouraged in my life and in my walk and you know why they didn't gripe about anything they didn't complain about anything they love God and they love his church and in a day and time where it's so easy for us to get down on Christianity and even get down on the church, these folks are up on it. I'm encouraged by that, aren't you, church? And not only am I encouraged by it, I've learned some lessons from these 12. I love these folks. And I thank each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart I know it's not the greatest thing to stare at a video camera and talk, but you did great. Some of you just told your story without a pause and without a question. 
You just told it like it was, and that's exactly what we need to hear today. And so for the next few minutes, here's what I want to do. I want to walk you through a series of scriptures that have meant so much to these 12. In fact, when I heard these and you hear them in just a moment, you're probably going to say, yes, that fits Naomi Bassett to a T, or that fits Peggy Wright perfectly. It's amazing how these favorite scriptures have shaped their life. It's evident. Their fruit, we are seeing it day by day. And I challenge you to do this. If you don't have a favorite scripture or a favorite song, you need to find one. You need to search for it, and you need to have that song or that scripture that just speaks to you dearly and that just means the world to you like it has these folks. And so, Sarah Smith, John 3.16, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son that, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And as Sarah shared, that was a favorite scripture of her and her husband that meant so much to them. Johnny Hauser. He loves, there's two that he loves. Acts 2.38. And this takes him back to his days as he was, was becoming a Christian. And he remembers Acts 2.38. Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then he went on and on and talked about the next one. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. Three things that will last forever, faith, hope, and love. Johnny, help me finish it. But the greatest of these is love. And as Johnny said, that, that just kind of sums it up, doesn't it? That's exactly what Paul meant by that. Three things will last forever, and those are it. And the greatest is love. And then Naomi Bassett shared two, three scriptures with me, but also she shared with us something that she reads every morning not once a week, but every morning at the start of her day. It was so good, we made copies for you, because some of you probably need to go get this and, uh, and figure it out. It's pretty neat. I'm not going to read the whole page, but I'm going to summarize. There's ten things. It's called Just for Today. Just for Today. I will live through this day only. Just for Today, I will be happy. Is that not Naomi? Just for today, I will improve my mind. Just for today, I love this one, I will do something positive to improve my health. Just for today, I'll do something I've been putting off for a long time. And then the next part says, I'll finally write that letter. My goodness. Naomi writes letters and sends cards daily. Just for today, before I speak, I will ask myself, is it true? Is it kind? 
Just for today, I will make a conscious effort to be agreeable. Just for today, I will have a program. And it goes on to say, I may not follow it exactly, but I'm going to have it. And just for today, I'll have a quiet half hour to relax alone. And just for today, I will be unafraid. And so, it goes without saying, and we're not surprised by this at all. One of Naomi's favorite scriptures is Paul's words in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. And then in Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 25, and she loves that whole section there, going down to about verse 33, I'm not going to read all of that, but here's the gist of it. This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? And so don't worry about these things, saying what are we going to eat, what will we drink, what will we wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. And then Joshua 24. If you refuse to serve the Lord, verse 15, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors that served beyond the Euphrates or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live but as for me and my family we will serve the lord has naomi not lived by that all of her life and ozella lily ozella was the first one we interviewed romans chapter 12 verse 1 is her favorite scripture and so dear brothers and sisters i plead with you to give your bodies to god because of all he's done for you let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is the, truly the way to worship him. I love that scripture. What I love about it now, I've seen Ozella live that out. I've seen Ozella put that into practice. And as I was looking through Wanda McFadden's Bible, right at the very front pages she said you will notice that i have written out my favorite scriptures she has them written out because as she said i try to read these every night before i go to bed did you hear that i try and read these every night so you're saying wouldn't you get tired of reading the same five scriptures day in and day out? No. Not when it's feeding your soul. And not when it's speaking to your heart words of faith. And so Romans chapter 8 verse 28. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And then Philippians chapter 4, 6 and 7, 
Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Wanda, I thought of you last night. There was a group of us that got together to eat, and we had a, a big singing, and we sang the song, Now to Him who is able to do, which comes right from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And another favorite, Psalm 19, verse 14. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And her last favorite, Hebrews 13, 15. Let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And then a favorite of Peggy's. It's a verse in Psalm chapter 4, verse 8. She loves it so much, she has it framed on her wall in her room. That psalm says, In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. You just think about that. And you think about, so far, the scriptures that we've read. And you think about, for 90-something years, stories, the backstory that goes with why these are their favorite scriptures. They've lived it. They've lived it a lot. And what they've learned as they've lived life, prayer is essential how often do we as believers need to be reminded have you prayed about that yet and here are folks that their example to us is we've tried to do that now have they done it perfect no these folks are not perfect but they've kept trying and they've kept going all of these years. And in my eyes, that makes them perfect because of the blood of Jesus Christ that made it possible. Peggy, thank you for speaking that psalm to me and for what it means in your life. And Elizabeth Shue had the hardest time remembering. She suffered a stroke a few months ago. And she said, oh, I, I know it's there, but I just can't remember it. And the longer we sat there and the longer we, we talked, and I tried to help her discover it, she started putting pieces of it together. And here's what she was re referring to. 2 Timothy chapter 4. And as I read that verse to her, I thought, you know, how fitting is this, especially right now at her age and at her health condition, she's still fighting the good fight. 
So Paul says, I fought the good fight, I finished the race, and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Gerald Doty, as we sat at his dining room table, he couldn't think right off what his favorite song and favorite scripture was. He said, I have so many. But he sent me a letter a few days later stating those two. And here's his scripture. Give thanks to the Lord. Let's read this together, church. For he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let's read that again. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Dorothy, I've saved you for last. Because I like what you said. Even though she didn't give me a favorite scripture because she had a lot of them. She just couldn't land on one. She said this that really stuck to me, and I want it to stick with you. She said, in all of my life, I do this one thing. I do a lot of praying. Dorothy, thank you for that example. Thank you for that heart. I called her last week. You know what she was doing? 95 years old, she's canning tomatoes. I asked her during her interview, how'd the tomatoes turn out? Really good. But I love that. I do a lot of praying. And as we've heard these scriptures today, and as we've heard different things, and you're going to hear more in a few minutes, I want to leave us with the scripture that we started out with in our service from Hebrews 11. And this is really where it all comes back together for all of us. No matter where we are in life, no matter your age, this is what's important. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. One of the things that we all have in common this morning, we are seeking God. And in our walk and in that journey, while we're seeking Him, isn't it good to know that whenever that time comes at the end of our journey, the Hebrew writer says, we have a reward waiting for all of those who seek Him. And so today, we say thank you to these 12 for seeking Him. But as an encouragement to all of us as we leave this place today, continue to seek God. No matter where you are in life, no matter what stage, what journey, wherever you are, continue to seek God in all things. That pleases him a lot. And not only that, there's a reward waiting for all of us 
one day. How beautiful heaven must be. We can honestly say that sitting right here this morning, can't we? Because it's something as we continue to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, it's something that we continue to look forward to. And so I challenge you to do that. Love on these 12 today. Thank them for their life and their example. And as we continue our worship this morning, we're going to sing Victory in Jesus, which is Evelyn Perry's favorite song. We do have victory in Jesus, right? It's only in Jesus that those victories can be found. And so if you're here today and you've been trying to seek that victory in some other way, I hope you've been encouraged and reminded today from all these scriptures that the way to please God is to realize you just continue to seek Him. He's our rock. He's our redeemer. He's the promises that we stand on every day of life. We encourage all of you to do that day by day. If there's anything we can do for you today, won't you come right now as we stand and as we